What are the information governance challenges related to mergers and acquisitions? Hello, thank you for joining us. This is What Counts, a podcast created by Trailblazer Consulting. Here we highlight proven solutions developed through our experience working with companies across various industries. We talk about how you can apply these solutions to your company. We share our experience solving information management challenges like creating and implementing a records retention schedule, creating an asset data hierarchy, or helping with email management. This is Lee, and in this episode, Moore and I will touch upon a couple of challenges related to mergers and acquisitions that are specific to the information governance arena, like records retention schedule, merging data, and training employees. So Maura, I'll kick this off. We all know why mergers and acquisitions happen, right? There's growing competition, fluctuation in consumer buying patterns, natural disasters, viruses, rising interest rates. You know, these are all things that drive an organization to expand their market and uh, engage new partnerships. That's great. Where does the information governance person fit in this kind of decision-making? I'm going to jump in. So where does the information governance person fit in the M&A decision process? Usually nowhere. And as an information governance person, that makes me sad. But it also means that once the deal has been done and you know your leadership has made a decision that you're going to merge with another company or you're going to acquire a smaller company, then they turn to you and say, pull off a miracle. They don't actually use those words, but it's what they want, right? Because they want you to make all of the data that came with that acquired company seamlessly fit into all of the data that you already have in your organization as if all of your data was already perfect. So I think that is where the information governance professionals are being dragged in. Uh, Dragged is the wrong word. That's where we are invited in is at the point where a miracle has to happen. And I just want to offer as maybe a framework because I don't think we're going to get through this whole M&A information management challenge discussion in one episode, that we're looking, as always, at people, process, and technology, and broadly defining those for this purpose. People is all about the employees. Process is all about the program and the policies that surround that. And technology, I'm going to define that as all of the data, the content, and the systems. And whether the data or the content is in paper or electronic form and the systems are, you know, how you use offsite storage, we're going to pull all those together in our very broad framework. So now, given all of that backdrop, are you ready to talk about the retention schedule? The retention schedule. Does the acquiring organization or the merging organization, do they have a retention schedule? Do you have a retention schedule? I mean, that's kind of the key piece here, right? If you're divesting, which I I think we should clarify mergers and acquisitions a little bit too. I I think we should talk about mergers, acquisitions, divestitures, and maybe even closures for that matter. We have certainly been called in to help in all of those situations. So, okay, I'll do another framework, high level. (laughs) Merger, two roughly equal companies coming together maybe to form a a new joint, not a new joint venture as in a third company, but now they're going to operate as one to face the market in a much more, much more powerful position. The issue there is they're both used to being in charge. Acquisition, 
Typically, a bigger company is acquiring a smaller company. They might acquire only assets. So if it's an infrastructure company, only the sites or the plants or whatever, they might acquire everything, the people, the contracts, the plants, the inventory, kind of bring it all together. They might acquire just a chemical formula or a patent or something like that and all the information that goes with that. Then the other side, divestiture, you're a huge company and you've decided to spin off one piece of it. Say you have both commercial operations and uh, residential operations or and you decide to spin off the residential because you're splitting your workforce too much or you've gotten so big that you are competing with yourself in the same markets. So a divestiture. Finally, as you mentioned, closure. Uh, you have obligations as a company that is closing. You have still final obligations for reporting, for income taxes, obligations to your customers, obligation to your employees, and you still have a lot of data left over. You probably remember a project that we did when a company was closing, and that was a really tough project because we were working for, as we called him, the last man standing, who was trying to figure out what was in a giant warehouse full of bills of lading and invoices and all of those things. And we were trying to, to help him sort through it all, but with an army of temps who didn't know his business and, and needed a lot more structure to consistently file and identify things than maybe would have been necessary if the team that had been building the business was part of it. So you got a lot of different, there's different um, elements and different variables at play, whether you're in a merger, an acquisition, a divestiture, or a closure. We have experience in an environmental closure, let's put it that way, and the significance of the documentation that was around that. So that's that's a that's a whole nother subject that we could talk about from a records perspective. I was thinking even about sort of less dramatic closures that we've been involved in where offices are closing or warehouses are closing. And we've trained employees on how to sort through all the stuff they've accumulated and determine, do they need to save it? Do they need to shred it? Are we going to send it to offsite storage with a retention attached to it? Or are we going to transfer it to the home office or the nearest office or wherever all the people are moving or the operation is moving? so that it can be in incorporated. But let's talk about the merger and acquisition side today, where we're talking about merging things together. And we can do the divestiture and closures on another episode. Okay, or we could stick to some clarifying points or <laughs> categorizing things in this conversation. Well, maybe that is what we should do today, <laughs> because it turns out there's a lot of things that I was taking for granted that we do need to spell out. So what have we done so far? We've got the big people process and technology framework. We've got these separate merger, acquisition, divestiture, and closure definitions. Where would you like to go next? So I, I think there's got to be an evaluation of some sort, right? What is going to happen? How are you positioned, your company? So it's, maybe it's an internal assessment. That's a good idea. So that's I think that's the perfect place to start. We've laid out these definitions and framework. You're the information governance person in your organization. What are the questions you wanna ask so that you know where to begin? 
yeah, either where to begin or what are the strategic and tactical things that you can do as an information governance professional to get ready of, because these, as I mentioned, these changes are all around us and you're bound to run into something, one of, one of these things. So question number one, are we buying or selling? There you go. Okay. Uh, we're buying. Okay. So we're buying and question number two, and you as the information governance person knows already, how good is your records management program? Do you have a retention schedule? Do you have a policy? Do you have systems that are helping to enforce your retention policies? Are your employees trained? Yeah. Do you have the people in place to handle different situations? Yep. It's true. Do you have a, a, a records management team or an information governance team, or is it just you trying to get everybody to come along? <laughs> um, so you know the answers to those things, and the answers to those are going to shape how you approach this next step. So think back to our your assessment that you did a couple of years ago when you first were listening to our podcast and listened to our episode on how to do an assessment internally. You're basically doing the same type of assessment on the acquisition. So you need to go and check. Do they have existing policies? How up to date are they? Then, because now you're in this merger situation, you're going to compare their policy to your policy. In a and lot from, of cases. Sorry, but and from that perspective, do you adopt theirs? Do you combine and create a brand new, right? So now you have to make that decision. And you want the strongest piece, right? The most consistent piece. You want to be able to have the most compliance in place, but you also want to make sure that people are able to follow it. Yes. So that's that was where I was heading next too. If you have just redone your retention schedule and you are feeling comfortable and confident that you've covered all of your record types and that you've done some training with people and people are starting to understand and follow your retention schedule, then that's a good place to begin. But if you, the company that you've acquired actually is bringing a new line of business into your organization, then you may not have covered all of the record types that they have. And so you need to look for those gaps. You did, just did your retention schedule. You're comfortable that your existing business is covered. But what about the new business? And so I think that's where we have to question number four. Um, <laughs> comparing the two, are there any gaps? Then I think you need to look at, we've had a couple of episodes that we've talked about how do you apply the retention schedule? How do you look at back files, both paper and electronic? And again, those same ideas are going to apply for inactive information that's coming with your acquisition. And another piece that you need to look at with an acquisition is any legal holds that might be in place in the company that you're acquiring. Because while it might be very, everything might be well marked and you could say, okay, great, let's destroy these records in accordance with our schedule. It's not their schedule, but it's actually, they, they didn't apply it on their schedule and actually we're past it. But you need to make sure that you're not destroying something that's accidentally on legal hold or destroying accidentally something that is on legal hold. Yeah, I agree with that. And I know it was implied when we say update the retention schedule, but checking to make sure you have all the jurisdictions covered and wherever this company is coming from, right? And what what trouble did they have, like you said, in terms of legal holes that they may have and the ones that you have and meshing that that together. And how far along are they in 
applying their schedule before you showed up. So we have done on the on the acquisition side and retention schedule harmonization. We've worked in with a number of companies over the years with media companies, with healthcare companies where you have a lot of different things at play. So healthcare companies, you're looking at different regulations globally and in the US and making sure that you're covering all the different types of things that the healthcare company did. Were they a biomedical device company? Were they a pharmaceutical company? Were they a biomedical device company that bought a pharmaceutical company? So uh, making sure that you've covered all the regulations, all of the jurisdictions from, okay, we were a biomed company, but we didn't have manufacturing. And now we bought a company that's biomed and they do manufacturing. That brings another set of regulations into it, as well as new jurisdictions, because they're in a new location. Or we're a global content company. We're merging two global content companies. And oh, by the way, we now have a data center in Ireland where GDPR has a big impact. Real life example, trying to merge those together. And then the two tech companies that we were helping were bought by a telecom. So you got another set of mergers coming to, coming into play. And that is also not unusual. As you said at the top, Lee, mergers and acquisitions are coming I would say fairly frequently um, in our lives and as, as well as the other side, the divestiture side, but the continuing update and meshing of these retention schedules, there's the whole policy side of it, which is just doing the analysis, doing the legwork of have I got everything covered? Have I got all the regulations? But then when we get to the, how do we use that? How do we train people? So we're over on time and we didn't get to half of the things we wanted to talk about, but I want to leave you with one other thought and then there will be other episodes. Email management. We've talked a lot about email management and implementing email management tools. One thing don't forget when you acquire a company and new employees, you got to train them on the email management approach. <laughs> and uh, speaking for myself recently, had to do that for two new acquisitions for a client because we were all moving forward and trying to figure out how to do things like where's their data and get them started and make sure their operations people are up and running and, oh, wait, email roll-off. We didn't tell them about that yet. <laughs> we got to take care of that. So even if it's a small group of employees coming in, you still have to deal with things like that. I'm going to stop there and we will pick up in a later episode on more more of the things to look out for when it comes to M&A, divestiture, or closure of companies. Yeah, I think you're right to stop us more because this this is a really big subject. So I just in your brief conversation there, the things that were running through my head were just numerous items, right? We didn't even get the culture. I mean, the records department, you, you have a culture, right? And so now you got to mesh that with the other company. Um, vendors, storage vendors. You know, all kinds of different vendors are being used. And now you got to mesh that and roll out this retention schedule, whether it's you have labels for Microsoft and you have it, the retention schedule set up in your uh, Office 365 and the other company doesn't. So now you almost got to start all over in terms of getting people up to speed. So way too many things that we could be talking about here. I do think that we'll have a number of episodes. I agree. I can't wait, actually, because I have a lot of thoughts running through my head as well. So right. stay tuned, stick with us, and you will hopefully learn some good things. All right. So a good outline or a good uh, you know, level setting uh, introductory to mergers and acquisitions, 
conversation today. If you have any questions about this one, please send us an email at info at trailblazer.us.com or look us up on the web at www.trailblazer.us.com. Thank you for listening and please tune into our next episode because you'll miss a lot of information. <laughs> also, if you like this episode, please be a champion and share it with people in your social media network. As always, we appreciate you, the listeners. Special thanks goes to Jason Blake, who created our intro music. Thanks, everyone.